one of the things we've learned here is, you know, that, that um, sometimes if you're a good technology technologist, you're not necessarily a good financial person. And I think, as, and in this case, there it was a fairly, most banks are fairly opaque. Um, and so you had a lot of companies leaving a lot of money in this bank, just sort of because everybody else did and because it seemed safe. Um, unfortunately, that we didn't really know what was under the surface. It, you know, the, a lot of people missed this, including the Fed, including, um, you know, including the Fed and, and, and other regulators. So um, I hope that explains it in a nutshell. But Basically, it, it was a, at some level a victim of its own success. Interesting. Interesting. So not everybody didn't see it coming because there you know, the, some parts of the Internet, depending if you believe or not, some people in the company saw it coming. So like the CEO, for example, Greg Becker, you know, he sold 11% of his shares on February 27th. The counsel, Mike Zucker, 19% on February 5th. CFO, 23% on 2.27. Mike Michelle Draper, CMO, sold 25% on February 1st. So they knew something was up, right? So like that that in and of itself, right? Let's just let's, let's take that the, the people up top. If they- but, that, but, but that's opaque. See, that's the problem is they see it, but the rest of us don't. Right, so are they under any obligation to inform people? They kind of just let it happen. And while they walk out the back with this, they still got their money. You know, people, their executives, took it. they still got their bonuses, right? So, like, is there any liability on that end? Um, I'm not a lawyer, and so I'm not going to play one on this podcast. Fair I enough. Would, if, if I was their friend, I would be telling them, maybe you should find a good lawyer, because there's certainly going to be people looking to, looking to claw back some of that money. You know, they used what they call 10B1 plans, at least the chairman did. And a lot of people hide behind that. There, there are 10B, it's, it's meant to be sort of a regular stock sale program. Um, and you do see it used benignly. I know, I, you know, there are, there are executives who sort of sell 500 shares of stock every single day. Well, that's a pretty benign use of a 10B1. That, that is truly mechanical. Um, in this case, they claimed it was a 10 B one, but then did some outsized sales. Um, and you know, there were some, there were some short sellers who did make out on this. There were, there were some people around who, who did sort of warn of this, but it was, you know, it was, this was the problem is it, it with banks. Somebody asked me last week, you know, what, what's the book value of, of SVB? And this was as the FDIC was closing it down. I said, well, negative, obviously. But, you know, if you looked, if you looked at financial statements, it looked like it was a fairly robust bank unless you really looked under the surface. And that, that not everyone is equipped to do that. Not everybody does it. You know, a lot of, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't get into the balance sheets of a lot of these companies. I'm not a bank analyst, but even a lot of bank analysts missed it. The, the, what they did here was, in this case, though, it was less nefarious and just stupid. The one thing I will say, though, which, which, which is a little interesting is, um, and, and I'm citing a report by The Guardian so that I, I want to be very careful that I'm not making this up. Um, the, the chairman of the bank also um, several years ago um, was, one of the, was one of the people lobbying for the, for the changing of this um, systematically um, significant financial institutions. Basically, after, in the aftermath of the global financial crisis, um, they, they realized that there were certain systemic financial institutions that needed an extra degree of scrutiny and regulation. Um, JP Morgan, Bank America, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the, the cap was, you know, the number, the threshold was $50 billion. And as SVB approached $50 billion, 
um, their chairman was one of the people lobbying to get the rule changed up to 250 billion, um, at which which did happen, and so as a result, this one probably should have been considered a systemically um, important institution by the old rules. But but thanks partly to the chairman's lobbying efforts, um, the, the rules got changed in their favor. So the, the, you can't separate the politics and the behind the scenes stuff in any of these situations. You know there's always something going on. Um, but I, I have to be very careful not to cast dispersions. I have to be very careful um, not, you know, and like what I said, I, I'm citing I'm citing a published source uh, when I say, you know, when I say these things. Um, but yeah, th- there's certain aspects of this that definitely um, don't necessarily pass the smell test on the surface it's it's weird i would tend to agree with you no i am also not a lawyer an expert in any way shape or form but just to sniff test i would say that it's definitely more in my humble opinion it would be more like this stupidity than like um malice now that that would be my guess but the, well this one really know. was this, this one really was stupidity actually right. when you came down to it 